Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy. And I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. All right, everybody. We are live on a Monday afternoon. Welcome to another live recording of the Managing Partners Podcast. I'm Kevin Daisy, your host, also the founder of Array Digital. We exist to help law firms fill their pipeline with digital marketing. Today, I have a special guest coming out of Georgia. Got a lot of guests from Georgia in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Jenny Brown, welcome to the show. Hi, Kevin. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I was just mentioning in Georgia because I feel like we I have talked to a lot of attorneys from Georgia and lots of different areas, which I know Georgia's uh, vast, but uh, a lot of different counties and kind of interesting to see like each little pocket and people's focus and kind of niches that they have. So, uh, but that's what this show is all about. So, you know, really to jump into it is, you know, we want to hear the Jenny Brown story. So how you got into doing this as a career and of course, you know, now running your own firm. So uh, give us the story and give us all the goods. Sure. Well, again, thanks for having me and I'll tell you, uh, I guess the good parts, right? Let's leave out all the bad parts of Jenny Brown because I'm sure there's some of that too. So I'm originally from Texas and I actually got into family law because when I was in fifth grade, my parents went through a really nasty divorce that I knew far too much about as a child. And I kind of had this ability from very young to see things from both sides and to really be able to argue either my mom's side or my dad's side, whatever I needed to at that time. And so after college, I thought about doing broadcasting actually for a little bit in college. And I worked for Fox Sports in Austin, Texas. And then I decided I was going to go to law school and I decided on the law school that gave me the most financial aid because I didn't have the ability to go unless I had a big financial aid package. So ended up going to law school in Florida. I worked in all the, all the way through law school uh, in restaurants and in law firms. And then I ended up coming here in Georgia and my practice has primarily been family law. Our, my career story is a little bit unique. I did only family law for seven years. Then my little brother graduated from law school from Vanderbilt and he decided he wanted to start a business immigration practice. So I temporarily left family law. I joined him and we built a practice from two employees to 24 employees within wow. two within two years, just under two years. And then I just kept getting these family law clients. They kept just coming back up and I was getting referrals and I was just sending them out, sending them out. And so after a lot of discussion with family and, you know, friends, we decided that he was going to take the business immigration practice and I was going to come back to what I know um, and what I've done my whole life, which is family law. So here we are and we're doing family law again and we practice all over Metro Atlanta and all the surrounding counties. Okay, excellent. So, yeah, interesting story so from Texas to Florida to Georgia. Yep. So my husband's from Augusta and when I graduated Florida, I was like, look, buddy, I'm either moving up here or I'm going back to Texas or what are we going to do here? So we decided it was Georgia. Well, you're still in a warm area wherever you've traveled. Yeah. Real, real quick too, anyone tuning in, if you're watching live, uh, you have any questions uh, for Jenny, please ask, put in the comments and we'll pop those up on the screen. 
So we can answer those questions. So, so you said you focus on, so all of Atlanta and surrounding areas, how, how big of an area is that, that you focus yeah, on? So this was new to me when I moved to Georgia, cause this is not, it's not like this in Texas, but like we do everything by County here. And so all of our court hearings are, you know, court cases are by County. So we practice in primarily about 10 counties, but it's a pretty big circle, but really within about an hour of our office in Marietta. Okay. Excellent. And so, so you took the one firm from two to 24. Uh, where are you with your practice? Uh, so we have newer practice, 10. if you will. It's almost been yeah, pre- in family law right now. We've got 10 and okay. we are currently in a spot where we're out of space in our <laughs> lease. And so we've got, it's a good problem to have, but we're kind of figuring that out and figuring out, okay, are we going to go to a new space and hire new employees, which is what we really need to do or start turning, you know, we're not sure, but yeah, 10 right now. And do uh, you've done any remote or thought about that? Or you kind of like the cultural aspect of the office? Yeah, I do. I think that especially with family law and when you've got, you know, some people in our office do work from home one or two days a week. And with our admin staff, it seems completely doable with the people who are doing anything with client billing or even intake. But the actual legal work, it's really hard to turn that remote because a lot of it is still, you know, physical files and paper and technology wise, the legal community is so far behind. We still have to have a lot of actual paper, which requires people to be here. And if it's trials, exhibit binders and stuff like that. And, um, and we're, you know, we're doing a lot of face-to-face meetings and mediations. And so working from home is not really something that that we can do. Sure. Yeah. And I've asked the question a lot because I've, I've seen different ways. Some people are like all remote. Some are, and it's different practice areas. You know, family law seems to be more still in office and, and kind of sticking to that, which mm-hmm. makes sense. Some like business attorneys, business laws seems like, yeah, like transactional completely stuff. Completely gone like... remote. Yeah. Yeah. So I would assume too, there's probably a fair amount of collaboration amongst attorneys on cases or, Hey, I need to, I, you know, I don't know what to do here. Or I need, I got a question about something. Is there a lot of that that goes on? Yeah. I mean, really the family law, law bar in Georgia is great overall. I mean, you've got those people that they come across the desk and you're like, Oh dang, this case is going to be way worse than it had to be. But generally we have a really good bar that is full of people who are willing to help, especially you know, younger attorneys who might not know the ins and outs. I mean, I've been at court numerous times throughout the years where somebody will tap my shoulder and be like, hey, I'm on a case after you. Like, I don't like tell me what I need to do or what I need to say. And most people are more than willing to jump in and help. Awesome. That's good stuff. All right, let's uh, switch gears a little bit. So you you grew the one firm pretty quickly. You're honestly, I've heard from a lot of folks that I've talked to in the family that, you know, six, 10 attorneys, that's a fairly good size family group, you know, some are just a handful, maybe two, three, four at the most. So, so it seems you, you're, you're growing, you, know, you got group still ahead. What has worked for you, you know, getting clients in the door, what kind of marketing or outreach, what have you done that's really worked well to get clients in the door? Yeah. So we do something a little bit differently. We have in-house marketing people. So we have a marketing assistant who runs all of our social media and she has really pushed me past my points of comfort. Usually doing stuff I frankly don't even know how to do. Like she's been making me do Instagram lives and I'm like, I can't even get this thing up. Like you have to come and help me. But the Instagram lives, the interaction with just like 
a person, like regular people, you know, on social media. TikTok for us has been huge. We've got over 30,000 followers and that's been a really big thing that we've done. And when she, she came in and, you know, I had made fun of TikTok and she's like, I need you to start a TikTok page. And I'm like, I don't even know how to use, you know, so we've worked out a, a way for that to go. Obviously the best client is a referral. And our goal is to get up to that, but we've had a ton of fun with the social media stuff. And, and then we do some Google AdWords and that's just kind of a evolving learning from, you know, what's working, what's not like, what type of leads are we getting? What do we not want? You know, if we're getting a ton of child support services calls, then there's something wrong with what we're doing. And then we kind of go back to the drawing board. Yeah, definitely got to evaluate that. And, you know, uh, just phone calls and leads don't mean anything really it's like what right. type of leads are they the right kind of leads are the ideal prospect is who's my audience you got to think about all that stuff just to make sure you're positioning yourself and spending money in the right places no the social media stuff's great that you're doing that and that you've had that that kind of success as well and i think it's kind of interesting a lot of folks are like well you know i don't think that's going to work and a lot of this stuff doesn't work for a lot of people not because it doesn't work but how they approach it, how they go about it, if they put the actual effort into it and do something unique with it. Uh, we had a gentleman on, I want to say it was a week or two ago because I was out last week, but older gentleman, I'm not saying anything, he's, but he was an older gentleman, attorney. You put those two things together, you're like, yeah, okay, they can't be on TikTok. This guy's got 500,000 followers. Yeah, he's from Tennessee. So it's... I think. Maybe, I think he was actually. So yeah, it's, I know who he is. We talk so, sometimes on... So there you go. So like you would yeah. think, well, okay, that's not possible, you know, and you know, I've talked to other you know, attorneys across the country, but some would have success in a podcast like we have here uh, for divorce, a group I had on months ago and they had a podcast for divorce and they're up in like Colorado and like the Aspen area. And they're like, we get so many clients from our podcast talking about divorce topics and you know, something like divorce is not like you don't wake up in the middle of the night and go, you know what? I'm going to do a divorce today. You know, so it's, mm -hmm. it's probably a year, year and a half in the making really in research and thought, you know, whatever may be going down, but it's not something that's overnight, but you're probably trying to figure a lot of things out. So yeah. it, it could take a while. For us, a, a lot of it has been, and at least what my marketing assistant says is just the recognition of our, of our name and our firm. And and that's a perfect example is for divorce specifically, or even a child support modification or custody modification. You don't just wake up and decide I need to do it. Like they start, you know, putting their foot in the water and figuring out like, I'm not happy. What am I going to do? And then by that time, if they've been watching you on TikTok or watching you on Instagram, they feel like you, they know you. I mean, I had a client come in last week that owns a you know million dollar business and a few pieces of property. And I, she came in and she was like, I feel like I already know, I already know you, I already know. And, and she doesn't, she's never even met me, but they feel that way. So that's been really good for us. And then also just the professional networking and uh, professional business association. So I'm really involved in our community here in the business association, but also some of the charities with other business owners. So that's been really big and partnering with other professionals that is a referral connection. So if it's, you know, a lot of the times we'll have a client come in and they're not ready to get a divorce and we don't feel like they're ready to get a divorce. So we'll send them to a marriage counselor. And on the flip side of that, that counselor might have been seeing somebody for a few, three years and they're like, look, 
this isn't going to work. You know, you need to take a different path. Right. And then they'll send it oh. over to us. No, that makes a lot of sense. I've had the same types of uh, things happen and I, I love it when it does where, you know, someone will call and be like, Hey, I've been following you on LinkedIn for like a year. And then they just like sign on as a client. Like, like, I feel like I know you like, you know, yeah. but, but I've never talked to you. It's like, you know, but yeah, they, they get exposed to your content. They feel like you can help. You've been helpful. You know, you've already been helpful, right? You're putting out the content. Uh, they feel like they've got something information and they, they feel you've helped them already. And they've got to see you, hear you, whatever. So now they they have, you know, why, why would they go find someone else at that point? So um, it makes a lot of sense. So that's cool. I, you know, I'm just expecting you keep that up that you'll just get more and more of that. So actually I want to throw this up here while we're, while I was thinking about it is, uh, if you want to check Jenny out to go to her website, it's down here at the bottom. I'm going to throw that in the comments. So now and later people can click on that. It'll be in the YouTube video and all that as well, but go check out her site. Go check out what she's about, whether or not you're an attorney that maybe can refer her business or can have a relationship there. Uh, or if you're happen to be a listener who needs her help <laughs> in her general area, reach out. So, okay. So, what are some of the plans for growth over the next couple of years? So it sounds like you're just getting started. You're, you're doing all the right things, social media, TikTok, Instagram. You've actually just come on board to work with our company. I have. Um, so we will be working with you and getting some stuff going on the digital marketing aspect, website and things like that. But what are some of the plans that you have for growth saying, you know, in the near future, what you can see, uh, two to three years. Hey there. This is Eric J. Olson, the CEO of Array Law. If you're ready to work with a world-class digital marketing company, reach out. You can find us online at ArrayLaw.com or call us at any time, 757-333-3021. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, one of our big things that I knew was an issue that needed to be corrected was our website. So our website is really slow. Um, it looks great, but it's slow. And I have, I'm a mediator. So my mediation calendar is there. And if someone's trying to go and book a mediation, it's usually a different attorney. And the last thing they want to do is wait for like 45 seconds for this, you know, page to load. So that's huge for us. And that shows us how impatient we are, right? Of like, oh my God, why would I wait 45 seconds? It, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I, I do some of those evaluations, kind of like what Glenn took you through probably. Yeah. And People don't like to wait. And regardless, Google doesn't like it either. So they penalize you and you lose rank. Your ads will cost more. Everything kind of goes out the window. So yeah, that's important. Exactly. So that perfecting our, our Google ads, I, you know, as a business owner, what's really important to me is having my employees be like family, right? And I really like the, the growth available in a firm. So whether it's a legal assistant that would like to become a paralegal and training them in house to do that. Or they are thinking about law school and they're saying like, look, I need to work in a law firm, right? Cause this is a huge commitment and I want to make sure that I'm doing what I want to do before I go spend $300,000 or whatever it is on these loans. And then it might turn out that they do that at night and end up being an associate attorney here. So future growth, career growth for me as a business owner is, is very expensive. I definitely foresee us needing a few associate attorneys in the next six months, a year or two years for sure. But I really just want to continue being 
different than other family law firms in the area in that we communicate with the client. That's really one of the biggest complaints that I hear in the field if they've come from a different attorney or if they've had an experience with a prior attorney is feeling like we know them. And it's important to me to keep that. So to not get so large that we don't have that personal relationship with the clients because in all reality, they're going through a really tough time and we get to see them to a better place, but it, it requires that personal relationship and that trust to get them there. So keeping that in mind while growing. No, that's good. Yeah. You can't just grow and break everything all the time. Yeah. So, and yeah, that's, I would say that's similar to kind of like what our plans are, but you know, you, you want to grow, um, but you got to do it smart. And for us, you know, I'm sure you got this when we, when uh, Glenn was talking to you about my team, but communication is so huge and, you know, it's a constant battle to improve or, you know, try to make it better. And, you know, just to know that, you know, we're doing what we need to be doing. We let you know what's happening. Same with the client for you. I mean, it, I mean, it's probably, if I didn't hear from you and I had like a lot of things going on, I would probably be stressing out. So. Yeah. And um, it comes back to customer service. Like, yeah. If they're, you, they really just want to feel like that they have an advocate on their side, or in your case, that someone is there and knows about their account and is doing is what they, what they need. And when they don't hear their brain goes away from them, you know, then they're like, yeah. Oh my God, they haven't looked at my case and I'm probably missing all these deadlines and I'm probably already divorced and don't have custody and they don't know. I mean, that's not well, the You reality, start making up things that, you know, yeah, what you they do. could be, what could be happening. So yeah, same yeah, with like your boyfriend or girlfriend doesn't text you back and you're like, club, <laughs> whatever. Oh yeah, I hammer away. Like we, we try to make our, get our team to just go over the top. Like, Hey Jenny, we, uh, this is not done yet. It, just letting you know, like, yeah. I don't care if we do that every day for a week. Hey, it's still not done yet. Just letting right. you know, like, but you know, um, it's in our brain. Like we get, we're there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, you know, trying to work that into, to the culture and, and how we uh, respond to clients has been, been challenging, but you know, it's come a long way. So it sounds like what you're doing is, is great. I actually do have a question coming in. This is actually from Shannon J. What's your strategy to come up with your content on Instagram and TikTok? So great question. And it's different. They're different platforms. And so I, what we do is I'll typically come up with broad topics and TikTok is usually more just off the cusp of like either I I'm getting comments or I'll think of like a tip of the day, which those videos always do really well. And so for example, my tip today was don't play games with child support. Don't pay your child support through your child or to your child. And, and you make it kind of funny. So mine was, you know, don't play games with child support. And then somebody being like, oh, what's that mean? It's like, you know exactly what that means. <laughs> and kind of making fun of the reality that a lot of people live with. Like a lot of people are either playing games with child support or they're getting games played with their child support. And so I think of just current cases and I think of stuff that comes up all the time or questions that come up all the time. So Instagram, it seems to be much more educational and TikTok is educational, but with like a little bit more personality. And so we try to tailor our messages to our platforms. And so, you know, Instagram, I might do a video about the differences of legal custody and physical custody. And then TikTok, if I'm doing the same thing, I might do it, but with like people fighting over something or a piece of paper. Like I, I try to tailor it to the platform that is there. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, TikTok, you can definitely be a little bit more out of the box thinking and do something crazy or random. Yeah. I get more attention. Actually, Shannon does social media for... For us so shannon thank you for the comment i just really think it's amazing that there are a lot of most people are like oh that won't work for me you know 
And so I think yeah. if you're Which, listening, to be fair, I felt that at first when he <laughs> yeah. came in and was like, I need you to talk so in the first TikTok I filmed like 800 times and it had, you know, not a lot of views. And then the ones that you just do off the cuff have like, I mean, we've got numerous videos with over a million views. It's usually when it's a confrontational issue, it seems to get more like our cheating videos. People are like, go off, you know, oh, they wow. lose their mind about the cheating videos. But it's, it doesn't have to be perfect. And I think that's what a lot of people struggle with is you don't have to film it 82 times and it to be this like perfect presentation. Like that's not real life and people want real life. That's a good tip right there for everyone listening. I think that's with everything too. You always like over plan and like try to like podcast. I, I do a class, like a master class on podcasting for law firms or anybody, just any company. And it's the biggest thing I always say at the end, the beginning and the end is just start. Like when I started the podcast, me and my business partner, we were using our cell phones with like ear, like earbuds like this. And we're like, oh, that sounds like crap. But you know what? We just started putting it out there. And then we, you know, and we didn't have time. So we would like do it in the car, like drive into the office. And then uh, I was like, oh, you know, and Shannon, who was just commenting, guys, I can like hear like other noises in the background. We're just like, we don't care. And then we started to like, okay, let's get a mic. Let's, you know, what software do we need? Right. Um, and so, and it's really still very basic stuff. But when I record podcasts, like when I do like a personal podcast I have, I, I record, I never edit. I don't even listen to it twice. I just ship it off to my team to throw up on the podcast because you don't, I don't have time to care. Like, and so I just put it out there. And yeah. so perfection, I think will kill you a lot of times. And that's either writing an article for SEO or, you know, doing a video or whatever, like you have to produce, I think quantity is better than quality most of the time. Yeah. And no one likes to hear, yeah, no one likes to hear or see themselves on video. I mean, most people, there are those people who love to hear and see themselves <laughs> on video, but like, we look, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, we look great today, but it, so when you're replaying it, like you're always going to find something wrong. Right. And that's why I'm like, look, I, I film it real quick. I either send it to her or I, I edit it and I post it and it, it's there and it, it doesn't have to be perfect. And then if you rewatch it, you're like, oh, I don't like that. But nobody else sees those, those little things that we pay so much attention to. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, another great tip. So it's, that stops so many people from doing half the things that we would recommend them do. Yeah. And just yeah. in life in general, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do a lot of stuff at home, like home projects. And like, I'll notice all the little details of like something I built mm -hmm. or whatever. And everyone else is just like, wow, that's so awesome. And I'm just like, yeah, it sucks. But they just don't see the things that I see. Right. So yeah. same thing with your videos, your content. Like, just put it out there. Just go with it. And yeah. you know, you'll get better naturally anyway, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, pro tip, if you're uh, trying to produce content, just do it. Do it on the cheap, on the fly. Yeah. And then invest more if you feel like it's a good, I think also, yeah. you know, testing out. If like, say if you did five TikToks and they're like just nothing, no one cared. It, versus like you got a studio and like cameras and equipment and then you did five and nothing happened. Like, Yeah, like, like you don't need the lights. You don't need all the, I mean, I do TikToks in my car all the time. And they, like I do it before I walk in. I'll get to the office, I'll park. And I'm like, I know when I come in, I'm going to get bombarded with stuff. So I'm going to take 30 seconds and I'm going to be, whatever. And I do it in my car, like with my seatbelt still on. And it doesn't make a difference. Like people don't care if you have crap on your desk or if you're in your car. I mean, sometimes people will be like, oh, I see that Denali back there. You you know, whatever. And they make comments about my car. But like, yeah, if you care too <laughs> much, you're never going to do it. 
or if you're too, you know, focused on perfection, you're never going to do it. Yeah. Love it. Totally. So everyone write that down. What's your TikTok so we can look it up? Anyone listening? I think at GA Family Lawyers. Let me make sure before I say that. I think the handle is. Sounds like it would make sense. Yeah, it's at Family Law GA because at GA Family Lawyers or not. So at Family Law GA. At Family Law GA. Okay. Yeah. I'm putting it in the comments. And it it links. Not GA Family Law? Nope. Family Law GA. And that links back to our um, Instagram. And we do pretty well on Instagram too. The reels for Instagram have been a lot bigger lately. Uh, Before Instagram videos weren't that popular, but since TikTok, the reels on Instagram have been huge. And so we reuse content. And I think that's something that's really important too, is that you don't have to feel like you have to recreate the wheel. So like some things that are good for TikTok, we reuse and use that exact same video for Instagram. So you don't have to do it twice, like reuse what you have. Repurpose is what we call it. So yeah, repurpose. Yeah. You'll see that with this episode here. And as we're kind of wrapping up to see more episodes like this one with Jenny, for instance. So you can go to raylaw.com forward slash podcast. So we'll actually create a custom uh, website page for Jenny. This video episode will be there plus a little write up about her firm. But we'll take the audio from this and go up on our podcast. This video will be on LinkedIn and YouTube and all those areas as well. And then after this is edited, my team will actually take a lot of pieces of this, things that Jenny may have shared that, that are kind of like the, the best pieces. And we'll make stories, we'll make reels, we'll, we'll throw up on stuff on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, micro content, if you will. Uh, just for this, we'll make I think nine to 12 pieces just for this that we'll also put out everywhere else. And so really there's only one piece of content, your core piece, and then now we're gonna spread that out everywhere. So exactly. Yeah. So reuse what you have and yeah, cycle it back through. Like Jenny, you'll probably literally see us cop like tag you in a post like 12 months from now and be like, oh, and we'll like redistribute it. Also. Yeah. And then we're top of mind. You go, oh, yeah. Exactly. So, all right. Well, great tips, great information. I would like to see more attorneys embracing like TikTok and, and reels and stuff like that. I haven't really seen a lot that have honestly before the other gentlemen that had the TikTok followers, you were like probably the only other one. So, so kudos to you for, for doing that. Well, thanks. And I'm looking forward to, you know, like I think you mentioned it, but we're array digital is going to be helping us soon. So I'm really looking forward to what that's going to look like over the next six months and tracking it and, you know, staying on top of Glenn. Cause I plan to do that. <laughs> yeah. We will take care of you, but if we haven't, if we're not, you call me. Let me know. We'll uh, okay. make sure. But yeah, look forward to having you on board and helping you out. And with that, if you go to raylaw.com, we help law firms grow. So uh, website, social media, online advertising, and SEO. So if you need that kind of help, like Jenny, just let us know. Reach out. You can contact me directly or just go to our website down there at the bottom. Jenny, anything else you have to share before we go? No, I think that's good. I really appreciate you having me come on and I hope it's helpful for somebody. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if just, if everyone's watching just the content piece itself, the video, the, the different platforms, you know, uh, go back and listen to that. But I think the, you know, the takeaway is one, just do it. Don't worry about how the quality is. Just put it out there and, uh, and repurpose it. You yeah. know, don't, don't have to reinvent the wheel every single time. So, all right, well, everyone have a good afternoon. Happy Monday. And we'll see you soon. Jenny, everyone else. Have a good week. Bye. 
Thank you.